Hello? Hello? Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. What's going on? Bruh, I did not receive an invite. I just I just went to the um I just went to, to, to the app mm-hmm. and then I, I clicked on this thing that I normally click on when mm-hmm. you send me an invite. Um because it does something different now, right? It mm-hmm. it um um when I see the invite, even when I click on it, it doesn't allow me to um go right into the recording. So I had to go I had to click the little bell. Mm-hmm. And then the bell takes me to one stage. And then I'm able to 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 um to get on, mm-hmm. but since you said you were gonna send the link, I waited for a couple of minutes. I hadn't seen anything, so I said, "Well, let me just go to the app, and then I'll do the same thing." Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. So the the invite never came through. So I'm not sure what's going on with the invite. Um, did you see the part where I said I went to the bathroom? I saw that. I saw that email. I said I saw that text. Mm-hmm. But um, but even even after I waited, I waited like three minutes after you said after you sent that, and it didn't show up. It still didn't show up. Yeah, we had that problem before. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not sure what's what's happening with this thing, man. It's just I'm thinking about <sighs> platform if uh, we continue to have these type of problems. Um, it shouldn't be doing that. I don't. I can't explain it, but it happened before. Yeah, and, and I, I and I thought that what I would be able to do, prior to us going through all of the things that the melee that we went through, mm-hmm. I I went through some of the things that we went through last time. I deleted the app, mm-hmm. then renewed the app, came back on. But one of the problems that I, that I I discovered or I saw <clears throat> was it 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 kept me at this date of um. This is May, April, April third, mm-hmm. and I couldn't understand why it wasn't updating. But it just kept saying April third, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so every time I clicked on the button that would allow me to go to, you know, to connect and record with you, mm-hmm. it it would it wouldn't move past April third, and I and I thought deleting and then coming back in it would just automatically update, but it wouldn't do that. That yeah, that that's a problem, and uh, it shouldn't be doing that. Um, I'm going to search for a new app that would be more reliable because these um, recordings are very important and uh, even though our audience are one <laughs> they are very important Um, what's on your mind brother? Welcome to the audience. You are in the FN universe. It is 3.22 a.m. And we may have a short night. Hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and initially I thought it was because I was um, I, I was watching um, another uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I thought maybe, but in, in the past, it, it didn't matter what I was doing. If you sent me an invite, it would override whatever I was watching or doing. Mm-hmm. And so you have an invite. And that's what it did. And mm-hmm. and so when I clicked on it, 
it didn't allow me to open, and that's that was a weird part. But um, the the uh, podcast that I was listening to, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but um, there's been a heated debate this whole week with uh, the brother Kwame Brown um, that mm-hmm. played for the, for the Washington Wizards, mm-hmm. and he has just been on a tangent mm-hmm. um, with um, past uh, 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 co-players. And, and other NBA players and Stephen Smith and Charlemagne the God and it has been it has been something mm-hmm. and, and so I was just trying to catch up on all the podcasts that, that were out there about it mm-hmm. um, and then trying to assess for myself how I was feeling about it mm-hmm. um, and I still don't know how I feel about it. Um, you know, initially I felt one way and then I kept listening and I started feeling another way. You know, and then I've been listening tonight and I'm still feeling some kind of way. Uh, you know, so I'm not I'm I'm not sure how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar with it. Really? Mm-mm. Okay, so you should know. Uh, Kwame Brown, mm-hmm. um, and and his podcast, uh, he's been going in on everybody. Charlemagne God made a comment, and I think that Charlemagne God had good intentions. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne God is from uh, Monk's Corner, South Carolina. Um, Kwame Brown is from, ooh, don't quote me on this, uh, but he's Gucci, so I'm assuming he's from Charleston, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's from from one from uh he's from South Carolina also, mm-hmm. and what Charlemagne God said was um I don't know if it was it wasn't donkey of the day I don't think, but um don't what no Charlemagne I what, what's what's the last part of what you heard I said um don't something and I did, oh donkey no I was saying donkey of the day. I said oh. I, I I don't think <laughs> I don't think it was donkey of the day. Um, do do you listen to um the Breakfast Club in the morning? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't think it was um donkey of the day, <laughs> but um it was it was something. But anyway, Charlemagne was respond. Charlemagne was responding to mm-hmm. the only commentary that was going on about um. Uh, uh, Kwame Brown and him responding to uh, ex basketball uh, team as a, a, a team players, a team um, ex NBA players that play with him, and like he just came out of the blue, right, and just started responding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just started saying saying all these things. Kwame Brown was, I think, he was a two thousand. 2000 or 2001, number one draft pick for the Washington Wizards, right? Mm-hmm. He was drafted by Michael Jordan, and it is alleged that he was a bust, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so he hadn't been in the NBA in the last 20 years. But anyway, from the 2000s all the way up, Kwame um, Brown played, I want to say maybe 10 plus years in mm-hmm. the NBA. Uh, started out with the with the Wizards. I think he ended up with the Lakers. But anyway, he uh, 
allegedly didn't manifest into the player that uh, a number one draft player was supposed to, you know, manifest to. But um, so, you know, people have historically just gone in on him. So, but mm-hmm. he just manifested from out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know if he started a podcast or whatever, but um, he has a podcast now and he's just going in on people. So, anyway, um, so Matt Barnes, Stephen Jackson, uh, they had a podcast and they were, you know, uh, poking fun or whatever, you know, saying things about him. And he responded and blew up on them. Mm-hmm. And then Gilbert Arenas. Uh, I think he was on a podcast with them or something. He had things to say and he blew up on Gilbert Arenas, blew up on um, uh, Stephen A. Smith, and then he blew up on Charlemagne the God. Mm-hmm. And what Charlemagne the God had said was um, I thought Charlemagne the God was defending the brother, right? But, but he took offense to it because Charlemagne the God was saying I, I think this guy, this dude might be a distant cousin or a distant relative. But mm-hmm. anyway, in knowing what I know about him, I know that his father um, allegedly uh, killed his woman, you know. Wow. The basketball um, player? No, his father. His, mm-hmm. his, his father, uh, they both from South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. And, and from neighboring towns, allegedly. Uh, and so what Charlemagne was saying was, you know, so from what I know, you know, South Carolina is like Chiraw, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody know everybody, you right. know, you know, so and everybody know everybody's business to a certain degree. Right. So it's easy to hear a story about somebody. Mm-hmm. If you ask somebody, somebody will be like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, his people this, his people that, that mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. So mm-hmm. Charlemagne was saying, so this dude is from South Carolina like, like him. And from a neighboring town like him, and he even thinks that the guy might be a distant relative. But he was saying, "What I know about him and his family is, you better leave this dude alone, because mm-hmm. this dude's father allegedly, I think, was having sex with a woman, had um, a, a father a child, murdered the woman, and buried her. Wow. And and then he went on to say something like, and then he has a brother." That allegedly uh, beat his wife to death and then buried her, or something like that. So anyway, what Charlemagne was saying was, "You better leave this dude alone because this dude comes from a family of people, of men, you know, that don't play, hmm. you know." But um, uh, the brother Kwame Brown took it differently mm-hmm. and was was upset. And was going, went in on Charlemagne the God and was like, you know, dude, you a, you know, bitch ass nigga, you this, 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 <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, uh, basically talking about him um, in his alleged rape case and all this other stuff. He was just going <laughs> in, right? Um, and this dude has just been going in on all week on everybody that has said anything about him. And so it's just been a weird thing because, like, this dude has not opened his mouth, you know, for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden he's just like this, 
uh, I don't know if I want to use the word basket case or whatever. <laughs> and I want I want to be very careful because you don't want to get no threats. <laughs> God forbid he, you know, um, you know, hear hear this and say and feel like I'm attacking him and, <laughs> and come for me because look, I don't want no smoke, bro. I, I, you know. <laughs> So I ain't, and no, I'm just trying to articulate in the best form that I can based on what I heard. And I ain't picking no side. So please don't give me no smoke because I ain't about that life, you know. Um, and and I, I I always say that because I know what that life looks like. Mm. I, I come from that. Yes, sir. And I know and I know the commitment that comes with that, mm-hmm. that comes with that. And so if I was going to meet you on that, then I it would be a different conversation because I would be ready for the smoke. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm one of those dudes that if I had smoke for you, bro, I, I'll come to your house mm-hmm. and knock on your door <laughs> until you come outside. That's that's how, you know, that's how serious it was for me. <laughs> you know, size, you know, whatever, none of that mattered to me, mm-hmm. you know. If, if, if you wanted it, I would give it to you. You know, <laughs> win, lose, or draw don't matter to me. You know, I was about that life, but I'm saying I ain't about that life. And I know for me what that means. And if it means anything to him or anything to anybody that's about that life, mm-hmm. then I I don't want it because mm-hmm. I know, you know, because I was ready for the consequences, right? But for, for, for all of that, and and so because I'm not playing those games. I, you know, I, mm. I'm saying I ain't playing them games. I, I don't want no smoke. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want none of that because, you know, for me at this point, see, at, at another stage in my life, I mean, I could live every day with the smoke. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But but at this point, if you bring me the smoke, it's, you know, it's, it's life or death. So I ain't, I don't want no smoke. Yes, sir. But, and we are at the 15-minute mark in DF and Universe. It is 3.33 3, 3 a.m. What else is on your mind tonight, brother? Nothing. <laughs> you see, they probably right there, brother. I'm late. <laughs> yeah. Remember those type of uh, <laughs> responses we got. Yeah. <laughs> the captains and lieutenants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Rem- remember um, them always warning us about uh, sport and play and uh, how it was not necessary for the goals and aspirations of the nation. We ain't got time for that, brother. Yeah. yeah. And I, one of the biggest things I missed was. Um, watching sports on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think for me, I was interesting. I was having this conversation earlier mm-hmm. in our group, and I was saying that um, I think one of the things now as an adult that, um, or even as an adult or a parent or a husband, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that's probably not really good for me is that um, I felt like I, I grew, I had to grow up really really early in my life so i feel like i've never had a childhood Mm -hmm. i feel like i was always 
an adult or having to act like an adult. So I was a very serious-minded person. Even if I was going to do something that was silly, it was very serious-oriented, <laughs> very focused, very driven. Um, everything about me has always been serious. You know, um, no matter what I did, even if it was starting an organization or it, like even in my teen years, I was still serious, you know, um, always serious and not ever really feeling like I had the opportunity to be a kid. And I look back at that now and I think it affects me in my adulthood because <laughs> I'm I'm always serious, <laughs> always serious. <laughs> like like um, like serious to a fault, right? Mm. Like <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm watching something, or everybody, or my wife, or my kids are watching something. I think is <laughs> stupid or goofy. You know, like I don't have time for that. Like I, I can't, you know, watch this. This is this is stupid. You know, um, yes, sir. You know, so so too serious, serious. You know, to to a fault. Um, we got to lighten up. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't necessarily know how to do that. In fact, I was, I'll share a personal story with you tonight, right? Mm-hmm. So my wife was getting ready to go to bed, mm-hmm. and so she's flipping through these shows that I hate and that she might like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> a number of the shows that she likes, like she likes Golden Girls, <laughs> she likes um, uh, Frasier. Um, modern family, um, you know, and, and to me in my head, I'm like, wow, you like you, you, you know, you don't like shows that have, you know, white people, you know, and old white people, or white people and gay people. And I'm like, you know, not trying to be anti any of those people, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, where's the funny black shows? Like, you know, you know, I, I don't know. Sign <laughs> for the Sun, Martin, you know, you know, but it's always these shows. And, and so I was, um, so she started, and then she likes, you know, HTV, and uh, she also likes, um, uh, oh, House Hunters and all that stuff. So anyway, so she's flipping through the shows trying to be funny, and she's going <laughs> to go, you know, go upstairs. Mm-hmm. has a remote in her hand and um, <laughs> she's acting like she's going to give me the remote and then take it away yeah, acting like she's going to give me the remote and then take it away and then so when I reach for the remote she snatches it away and so then I jump up right to like take the remote and she throws the remote the remote hits the floor and breaks to complete pieces Bruh, I am furious like, I am like, see, now, I told you, you play too much, you know, and, and I'm probably, I'm overthinking this, I'm overfeeling this, I'm, I'm everything, <laughs> because I'm like, okay, so now you're about to go to bed, and I'm about to sit here and spend the next hour trying to fix this goddamn remote, you know, and so she's like, so I said, give me the remote. She's giving me the broken remote that I have now to fix. And then she wants to lean over for a kiss. And I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me. 
you know, where I could have easily probably just been like, okay, baby, you know, go to bed. But I'm like, you can't be serious. Like, I'm, I'm just freaking like, you know. No, that's funny, bro. I'm glad you think so. Lighten up. So I have you know that uh, HGTV is one of the best things that ever happened to TV, and the Golden Girls and Frasier were excellent shows. But shoot, shoot yourself right now. <laughs> kill yourself. Yeah, kill yourself, bro. For even saying that, right? Yeah, bro. Shoot yourself. <laughs> and, and granted, I've watched those shows. But you don't I, like Frazier? What is wrong with you, bro? No, what is wrong with you, uh, a black man? Because surely you Frazier. watch those shows. Surely hell you watch. Surely you watch those shows in secrecy. Oh, hell no! I'm very proud to watch Frazier. No, bro, you ain't watched some shows not one day that I was in New York City with you. You ain't watched. Oh, that was a different time, brother. Exactly. Was, uh, too serious. I had to lighten up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but all but, the time that I was in the nation, you if you remember or recall, I did not um have any time for TV. That was part of the sport and play. No, no, no. You know what? Mm-hmm. Now here's what I will say. Now in in sitting in that room, because you had a bedroom. <laughs> And you had this big living room mm-hmm. with, with a ton of shit. I don't even know all the shit. What does it mean? A A makeshift weight thing that you were going to get super buff with. The bathroom that was in the hallway. Yes, sir. Uh, and then there was this little mini room. And then there was a bedroom that you went in. On, and mm-hmm. I don't even know if you had a bed in there because I never... I don't, I, I don't think I ever went in there looked in there. Um, but anyway, that I think that was your bedroom area. Mm-hmm. But where we sat all the time, there was a little small TV. That one, man, that TV may not have been that shit right. have been almost pocket size. <laughs> but um, the only show I remember ever watching <laughs> on that TV while we ate them damn beans and rice <laughs> and that uh, wheat bread was um, the uh, Archie Bunker. Hmm. All in the family. All in the family. And you would explain that to me by saying, but this is supreme wisdom. (laughs) This is supreme wisdom here. And because Archie Bunker reminded me so much of Bensonhurst, Bay Ridge, Howard Beach, all of these places that um in reality, although it was phony on TV. In reality, this is how white people around us thought during the uh, 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City. And you could wind up in some place by accident and get the, um, the full extent of the secret code of um, sundown towns um, heaped upon your head and end up dead like Yusef Hawkins and um, 
Michael Griffith, all people that we went to the slave dairy to get justice for. Um, so it was a comedy, but the reality was I live in this mess, this racist mess. And um, we have to pretend like it's um, not that it was okay, but that it didn't exist. It was part of the um, the secret codes, and I'm sure they had them in the South, of everybody knows what's going on. Um, but a shout out to uh, Paul Moon, rest in peace. Everybody knew what the hell was going on, but you could only uh, express it as a comedy. You couldn't have it as a serious thought lest you be considered racist for saying, hey, the, the, what these people are practicing is um, illegal, first of all. It's racist, second of all. And um, it should be intolerable. Yet we're here laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Those were the um, dirty secrets of um, the places we lived in. We tried to ignore racism, or our parents did, and the thought was that if we didn't focus on it, it would go away. Yeah, I think that worked great in slavery. Hmm. It sure did because we had no other choice. And um, one of the things that came out of it was the um, these great comedians, including Fox, um, who met Malcolm. Um, they actually worked work together. Right, exactly. On the train. On the chitlin, sir. <laughs> they had the the hustle on the train as a regular job, but at night, and they had music, all types of juke joints, all <clears throat> up and down the the eastern seaboard or, or across the Midwest with these trains. And wherever these trains were, you had little party towns when you got off work. And um, that's where you started your second hustle, your, your unofficial job, where you can make your side money. And one of those, um, just like in the Jewish community, they had vaudeville. In the black community, we had um, a jazz and comedy and dancing, all of these things. Um, The big bands, if you remember, it was, it was, it was our entertainment to forget about our reality, which made it so prevalent that um, one of the things that Elijah Muhammad told us that we had to stop doing excuse me, was in, engaging in this form of entertainment. 
Yeah, and I, I think it's a pro and a con. Right. And and I think the pro and the con is like what I heard Jay Z talk about <clears throat> um and growing up and being five percent mm-hmm. um and have having knowledge yourself mm-hmm. is the the, the the problem in that is that while you have knowledge of self, the one thing that knowledge of self doesn't teach us is how to deal with our our um, emotions and feelings, mm. right? Because in, in actuality, um, supreme wisdom actually teaches that God ain't God ain't emotional, right? You know, and so what happens is when you end up in a relationship with a woman. Mm. It into goes a wake up call. Yeah, it goes contrary to <laughs> you know to what a relationship is about because <laughs> you actually become disconnected from her because she's she's for the most part all emotional. Hmm. And and so there's no answer for that in Supreme Wisdom. Hmm. Indeed. And we'll leave it at that because we're at the 30 minute mark in DF and Universe. When we come back, part two of Dark American Comedy with um, Black Psychology, Black Power Thinking. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages, hopefully. (laughs) Inshallah, because we don't know what this Anchor app is doing. We're gonna try to get through it. All right, so what? Are, yeah. So, so what? Are, what happened if if I don't? <clears throat> when when do you anticipate setting the link? Um, I'll give it like um, the five minutes. Okay. That'll allow me to put a title on this last segment. Okay. That way, I can keep track of them. Okay, and if I don't receive the invite, then I'll I'll, I'll check. Matter of fact, I'll send you a text before I send the invite. That way you don't have to be looking at the computer all the time. You'll see the um, text messages first. Okay, cool. And we'll be right back after these messages. DFN Universe. Peace. As-salamu alaykum. Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. We are back in the effing universe. It is 4.03 a.m. While we could be out partying, we are here having a conversation. It is a comedic conversation nonetheless. So um, I I would like to give a disclaimer that uh, none of the views expressed here uh, constitute instructions, advice, or um, what to do in life. This is a comedy show of a different kind. Um, I give that disclaimer for for the anchor app. We don't uh, necessarily have the views uh, in accordance with the anchor app. Just putting that out in the universe. Um, welcome back, brother. Yeah. Appreciate uh, it. 
peace to the universe. I was um, thinking about the um, avoidance of sport and play. And um, most people wouldn't understand how Malcolm became so disciplined and um, how that discipline was um, helped to save his life for a time. And um, eventually something went wrong. Uh, the same thing could apply to us and people thinking that we're too serious. Uh, I do think we have to lighten up, but we have to also understand uh, the wisdom that we, we, we have been given. Uh, not just supreme wisdom, but just the things that we learn and expose in these um, little segments that we have. People would want to harm you, or if they can't harm you, harm your family for what you know and what you speak. Uh, having said that, um, we'd like to continue this conversation of uh, comedy uh, with um, a um, recognition that we've lost a um, controversial figure in Paul Mooney. He now joins the ancestors along with Dick Gregory. Um, they had a, a unique type of comedy. And um, <clears throat> most people w wouldn't get it. But it, it had its uh, merits and usefulness. Um, I don't know, bro. I... <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm supposed to respond to this. Um, I had a birthday. I'm not sure what birthday it was. Mm -hmm. But my wife took me to see um, Paul Mooney and Dick Gregory together <laughs> at, at the Howard Theater here in Washington. Wow, you were there? Yep. Get so out I, of here. The last, the last show that they did, my wife took me to see that that show, <clears throat> and um, I met brother um, Joe Madison there, and I took pictures, you know, with uh, with all of them actually. Wow. And but sadly, the, the what sticks out the most in my head mm -hmm. <clears throat> is Paul Mooney telling my wife. Um, you know, come take a picture with me. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, you know, like, hold up, my husband is, you know, like, right here, or my husband is, you know, taking this picture. Mm -hmm. And he was basically like, forget your husband. You know, come take this picture. And I remember like, all the way up until that date, Mm -hmm. I was in admiration of Paul Mooney. Mm -hmm. But when that happened, I, I felt disrespected about him. Hmm. Wow. So, 
you know, I, I remember the way I felt going in to see mm-hmm. the show and the way that I felt leaving out of the show. Mm-hmm. The way I felt leaving out of the show was like, um, like I, I almost felt like he was just disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I don't know if it's, it was age appropriate. I don't, I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but it, it was basically, I felt basic, basically like this sense of entitlement, like, you know, like, look, you know, lady, you know, you, you know, do what I ask you to do, or, or lady, you know, you know, you know, basically like, like F your husband. Mm-hmm. And for that, I felt a certain way from that day, from that day forward, about Paul Mooney. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know what to say in terms of, you know, his his passing, and, you know, while I wish him peace, I, I don't feel good about that situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. On another note, um, Boyce Watkins got married today. Did you know that? Who? Boyce Watkins. Dr. Boyce Watkins. You might not know who he is. I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to draw that. Uh, uh, no, I don't. Financial guru. But, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson. Mm-hmm. And on to other news. Um, last week we forgot to mention that May nineteenth was Malcolm X's birthday. Did we forget that? I don't know how. We sure I, do. I, I think we spiral. No, I I, I <laughs> think we met. I think we mentioned that though. Nah, we didn't mention it. We got into um, a conflict over whether people with um, who brag about Malcolm evolving beyond the nation, but these same people people had a, a, were culpable and not being able to protect the gift that they were given. If you do say that he evolved, according to me, this is subjective opinion, then it is your responsibility to protect the gift that you were given. I I do remember some argument uh, or some disagreement. Yes, sir. Um, Last week. Uh, What was that? The disagreement, because yes, I I think at the end of the the um, podcast we were definitely in disagreement. Um, right, and we were in disagreement because you were saying that 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 is their responsibility, and I don't remember what I was what my argument was. Yep. I mean, well, I'm not sure what the argument was. Um, <clears throat> you were saying that um, modernism for Malcolm was predestined. And the same for Clarence 13X and 
the same for Dr. Khaled Muhammad. Ironically, um, Sanetta, who was part of the new Black Panther Party, um, did an interview with Ilyasha Sibaz, and he asked her the question. Uh, he's always a. Um, I remember Stonetta as one always throwing a rock and hiding his hand because he said a lot of nasty things about Minister Farrakhan. But he did ask the question of uh, Ilyasha Sabaz, which is one of the youngest daughters. I think she's a twin of Malcolm X. Um, why do people, what do you think of people that say that uh, the nation killed Malcolm? And Ilyasha Sabaz said that, well, they don't know my father that well because he was bigger than um, what the nation could do to him. He was international and his in his scope, and that was bigger than anything that the nation could do to try to stop his rise to power. And um, she said that it was the culmination of different government agencies that uh, plotted and were successful in assassinating her father. Um, and along that same line, um, there was an interview with Dr. Farah Gray. He is the son of Khalid Muhammad. And he said, out of his own mouth, that he believes to this very day that his father was assassinated. And um, because he had spoken to his father then, um, the month before and spent time with him. And his father said to him that um, you may not see me again after this um, last time that they spent together. And um, he had spoken to him the night before he had the brain aneurysm. And everything seemed fine. But brain aneurysms work that way. They don't have a time limit. But he said that that was not the problem that he had with his father's death. He was reconciling the fact that his new wife had um, left him there and covered him in a blanket after having this aneurysm, didn't call the ambulance didn't say anything. The security that was uh, made aware of um, something being wrong did not take any action to get him to a hospital in time. And uh, he basically died on the bathroom floor. And then the new wife, after a couple of days, had the plug pull. And... Uh, uh, what, uh, Dr. Farrah Gray was only 17 at the time, so 
he couldn't um, stop her legally um, from having the plug pulled on him. And he was um, not comfortable with the way his father died. And he was there the day that um, a former member of the Nation of Islam, James Best, um, tried to assassinate his father a couple of years earlier. And... um, he said at nine years old, he had a gun and um, his father had given it to him to protect his life and to be willing to die for his father or kill anyone that would try to harm his father. I'm reminded and I'm talking too much, but let me say this. Um, the story of Musa being introduced to Kadir. I understand from the Arabic language that Kadir is the guide. And um, Musa was just coming into the knowledge of himself and he was asked to embark on a, on a journey with Kadir. And Kadir did not want to take Musa on this journey because he wouldn't understand um, all that was involved in gaining this supreme wisdom. And Musa begged and begged and promised that he wouldn't question anything that Kadir did. Um, Kadir put a hole in a boat and they had just embarked on this journey. And Musa went into this rage. Why did you put a hole in this boat? These people helped us cross the river. Why did you put a hole in that boat? And um, then Kadir killed the son of this family. And Musa went into a rage again. You said, why would you... um, kill these people's son what did they do to you they done done nothing to you and finally as um one of the open enemies to the prophet had um uh come up, uh, up against um their enemies wall and could they fix the wall for them like, why would you help your enemy uh, rebuild their fortress that is um, attacking our people. And Kadir finally said to him, said, this is the parting between me and you. Because I told you, you would not have the patience to understand the things that I did. Um, that's just a parable. There are parables in the Bible and Quran. Um, any thoughts on any of that? I remember that story. Um, but I think I kind of remembered it different. Um, I thought it was the story of um, uh, Moses and the wise man. Right. Or 
Moses and the God is the yeah. translation. Yeah. So I so I remember that story. Um so anyway, um when I look back at the story from the first time I heard the story, I thought it was really, really deep. Um but it's interesting because I often think about that story to this day. Um hmm. And I think about it because, I, again, I remember it from the perspective of a, um, I don't know if it was a story of a fool that wanted, that wanted to walk with the wise man. Right. Um, but it was something like that. Mm-hmm. And and I, uh, the way I remember it was the, the fool was insistent upon um, riding with the wise man. Mm-hmm. And, and insistent upon saying, please let me ride, please let me ride. And mm-hmm. um, constantly thinking that he was going to be able to handle the situation, but um, uh, upon being confronted with the situations, he constantly um, challenged con- his teaching. <laughs> yeah, he was constantly combative against the teachings um, and, and the experience. Um but I don't know. But I I later look at that story like I look at the story of Noah, and mm-hmm. and, and the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and the whole art story. I don't know how true it is or whatever, but I understand the validity of, of the story or the reliability of the story. I understand that part of it. Um, but I I don't know that I see it outside of that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't, Let me I put don't... it to you this way. Why are the people still saying that Farrakhan um, had something to do with the death of um, Malcolm X and that put to Ilyasha Shabazz and she said out of her own mouth that that's um, not correct. Because I, because I I I think that the truth is harder to accept. Right. While the lie, while the lie, those people that 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 um are saying this, understand that that we were all played, bamboozled. Yes, yes, and no. Um, because I think that again, I think that the truth. Is is it's harder to accept what a lie is more entertaining. There's a um, saying that says, "Lies and falsehood takes the the elevator, while the truth takes the stairs." Hmm. So um, it, it it makes sense to me that um, most people are going to and willing to accept a lie. More than they want to accept the truth, they they be faster to accept the lie than they would be the truth. So I'm that doesn't surprise me at all. Right, but do you see the parallels of people not wanting to take the responsibility of? Okay, Malcolm leaves the nation, but now he's your leader. All of the people that said that that he could outgrow the nation, but now he's your leader, and he winds up dead. Same thing with Khalid. Same thing with Clarence Thirteen X. 
all of these people excelled at the wisdom they were given, even to the point of growing apart from the nation. But once they were apart from their foundation, their square, their base of power, it was easy to kill them. And there has to be some culpability, particularly on Malcolm. There's 400 people in the room and a 6'5 guy, Thomas Hager, is allowed to shoot Malcolm and damn near escape the ballroom. Four other people did escape, and no one was able to ever find these four men. No, bro, not really. I mean, if, if, if we want to make it mystical, then we can, but we know there's no mystery God. But if you look at um, J.F. Kennedy, if you look at Martin Luther King, if you look at uh, Aristotle, um, Socrates and Plato, or if you look at Sigmund Freud, um, historically, this has all been the same, bro. Um, and I'm just adding a psychological perspective to this. And, and whether it was you know, a killing, but it was all about breaking away from the father or breaking away from the initial um, uh, psychological dynamic that was there. There was always an assassination um, of, of them all because Freud was the first and then you had Adler and then you had Young, but they all broke away from their father who was Sigma, who was Sigma Freud. If, if you look at Socrates and Plato and Aristotle, they all broke away from Socrates. If you, uh, we're gonna go into um, uh, Malcolm X, you know, or uh, uh, Martin Luther King, they, they all historically broke away from a teaching that was originally there and and did something different. And as a result, you know, they were assassinated while it was physical or whether it was mental or whether it was verbal, they were all assassinated as a result of it. From my perspective. I don't understand how the perspective relates, but um, that is where we're at at the 24-minute mark in the effing universe. Um, that will conclude our second segment. I'll um, give you the last word, brother, as we go to the 25-minute mark. No, that's it, bro. Um, and if we're going to try to do a third session, Yes, sir. Um, I don't know how much time I have available, but oh, 30 minutes. Uh, well, 40 if you need it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have 30, but I would try to give you a strong 20. Yes, sir. We'll, 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 we'll see. All right, and we'll be right back after these messages in DF and Universe. Peace. Peace. Peace to the Assalamualaikum. Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. And we are back for 4.33 a.m. Um, 
We'll try to get through this quickly. Uh, let me just say this briefly. Um, there was a mention of uh, Dr. Khaled at one of the Savior's Day by Minister Farrakhan. And they were like, um, well, why do you have um, honorable mention of um, Dr. Khaled when he talked so badly about you? And um, Minister Farrakhan said, my brother had a problem with me, but I did not have a problem with him. He is our brother. And that is the way we want to remember him. And on that note, one minute into this podcast, I returned the mic back over to you, my brother, Dr. Moore. Okay, so <clears throat> how, how am I supposed to respond after that? Uh, you said in the last segment you were going to try to sum up some of the things I was saying. In the second segment, um, let me remind you that the second segment I entitled uh, Musa and Al-Qadir, or Moses and the Guide. Um the parting the student and the, from the teacher yeah, and but, other but, black power other yeah, but, black uh, power movement lessons yeah but but what i was saying and i, I and I, I thought i said it um uh, well i thought it was clear or I, I thought i said it um in that i was saying that it was not that unfamiliar to me in that historically this has always been the case. So we talk about um, uh, Dr. Khalid Muhammad uh, breaking away from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad or Malcolm X breaking away from um, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad or Malcolm 13X breaking away from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I, I, I was saying psychologically, I see that the same as I saw uh, Freud and Adler and Young and Socrates and Plato and Aristotle, right? To and that's and, and that's just me. Maybe that's just the way my mind works. I I I because I to me they're all students of the father, but they all break away from the father. And 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 then they kind of go their own individual ways. And so the way my mind was working and triggering was psychologically that historically is the way it has worked. And maybe, and then I asked you about it and you were saying that you didn't see it. And, and maybe you don't see it like that because you don't see those, um, those people or know those people the way that I know them. So it doesn't make sense the same way. But to me, what what um, Malcolm X did, what Clarence 13X did, um, is very similar to what Atla did and what Carl Jung did to Sigmund Freud. And is similar to me to what um, uh, uh, Socrates did uh, 
Plato and then you have Aristotle. So to me, it I, I to me I just see that the same. I just see those breaks, um, you know, similar because they they all broke away from what was already there, and then they all built on what was there, but they just claimed it as their own. Yes, sir. Um, what I it wasn't a point of what I didn't see. It was more how can we have a conversation about um, these three men not from the parting from the nation or departing from Elijah Muhammad. That would not be the conversation nor the parallel that I'm looking for. The conversation that I'm looking for is the people entrusted with the gifts that Allah gives us. Like Allah gave Kardir uh, as a gift to Musa. Musa, you're the student. I'm, I'm going to put you in the hands of my best qualified teacher, the guide. Listen to him. Have patience with him. And take this journey with him. And Kadir said, no, 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 no. Because I know Moses, he's not going to listen to me. And it took only three incidents before Moses was like, I've had it. I cannot go with Kadir. He He's put a hole in the boat. He's killed this uh, lady's son. And he's built up the wall of our enemy. And Allah says to Musa, didn't I tell you to have patience with him? Nah, but he did this, he did that, and he did that. He said, you wouldn't understand. And that is what I wanted to talk about in terms of, um, like, for instance, um, Khalid and Farrakhan. Not the fact that they parted, but the fact that when they parted, everybody wants to have an adverse um, relationship build between them. They had a misunderstanding. But what we should learn as, as readers of these uh, lessons is that it is still Minister Farrakhan and... Um, Dr. Khalid Muhammad. We shouldn't be divisive. We should be the 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 ones learning the lessons from these um, interactions. Instead, we have one side saying, "Oh, Minister Farrakhan did this and that, blah blah blah." Then you have another side saying, oh, Dr. Collard did this and that. Are we not smart enough to see these lessons? I don't know. You want me to respond to that? Yes, sir. If you did, 
if you care to. If not, we can move on. Um. So my answer to that, my simple answer to that is no. We're not smart enough to do that. Um. My second, my second response to that is, um, I think lessons are repeated until learned. So, um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I am not going to take um, the story literally. I, I think the story um, was intended to teach a lesson. So it's not literal for me. I don't even know if it's literal for you. Uh, but um, whether the lesson was learned by Musa, you know, or um, uh, 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 what was the person, Quadir, um, you know, I, I don't know if it was a literal lesson. I, it, it just may be something. Um, it could be just symbolic, some of it, or it could be a metaphor, you know, to, to teach a lesson. But um, I think it's indicative of just who we are as a people. And I don't think that the people will ever learn as a whole. I think that this is who the people are. So, um, no, I, I, I don't think the people as a whole are ever going to, you know, see a situation like that as a whole. I just think that they are always going to be um, uh, misguided, so to speak, or they're going to always not see it the way it needs to be seen. Indeed. Um, well, that was the conversation that I wanted to have. Um, I also wanted to see now that this book is out um, by Malik Shabazz, attorney Malik Shabazz, and I still didn't find any case that he tried. Uh, there is reference from a couple of people on his LinkedIn page that says that he's a good lawyer, but um, that remains to be seen. Um I, there is no case that I came across that he was a part of other than him being by the state or by somebody else. Um, but not even a, a malpractice suit. But um, nevertheless, I wanted to take this podcast in a new direction which is probably symbolic of uh, our problem that we're having here on the Anchor platform. And um, I wanted to review this book chapter by chapter because some people that seem to be pro-nation and um, pro-black power seem to be working in opposition to that. And um, I wanted to do a close examination by doing a book review every week. We do a chapter, if it would be something that you'd be interested in. Oh, what's the book? 
the book of Kali. Mm. Like well, we'd read a chapter yeah. and then we'd have a discussion on that chapter until we finished the book. Hmm. Um, okay. But I know I mean, you've got you've got no time on your hands uh, because your hands are full. But um, that was just one of the thoughts that I had. Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to it. If I could, I I don't know that I want to commit. Um, right. To to every Friday or Saturday. Um, that I could do that. Uh, I would try though. I, I would definitely try. Um, I have so much other things that I'm reading and studying right. um, at, at this time. But um, and I didn't want to disturb that because your studies are very important. Yeah, um, but it's yeah, just some comedy um, <laughs> um, analysis of um, the book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I the, the book of Khalid. I, I think you sent me something about it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I. I don't think I have access to the full book. Right. But it, it it may be in the link. Is it in the link that you sent me? No, it was just um the video of um his introduction to the <clears throat> book and why he put it out. Okay. And so who who's um, receiving the proceeds from the benefits of his book? Um, I guess he is. He who who is he? Malik Shabazz. Okay. 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 I got you. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Um. I don't want to commit right now. Um. But it, 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 I mean, I think it would be a good journey to read. Um, yeah. I just don't know if I can get to it right now, but um, definitely for future podcasts, I, I would, I would agree that that's something that we could definitely get into. So we'll, we'll just leave it on the table for now. Um, yeah. I, I would hope that people that um, are sincere about us coming together. And having black power and black unity would think seriously about things that they say that are divisive and set out only to divide us even more and get us arguing about frivolous shit that doesn't, um, is not conducive to black power thinking. And I would hope that they have a mindset that um, is open to learning lessons, even those most difficult lessons to learn, like the um, abstract lesson from Musa, Moses and the guide. It doesn't have to be a real story. It was a lesson. It's like Aesop's fable. Those are not real stories, but the, there's a moral in the lesson in within the story. And that's what we should focus on, not the fact that this is a hare that can talk or this is a, um, 
a turtle that can uh, outrun a rabbit. That's not the lesson. The lesson is in what happened and how did they interact with each other. Well, bro, I tell you, there's another book you should read called The Canterbury Tales. Hmm. And, you know, prior to me getting my master's degree, Mm-hmm. I was I was pursuing another master's degree in English, mm-hmm. right? Um, so my first master's degree that I was pursuing was a master's degree in English, mm-hmm. and that degree showed me where I was so deficient in my reading skills and my writing skills, mm-hmm. and it really advanced my level of reading and writing. Um, and I learned so much in that class, um, just in terms of um, like classical reading mm-hmm. and, and, and writing uh, and, and writing at a collegiate level. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so beneficial to me. But um, I, I'm telling you, bro, if you read the Canterbury Tales, that Canterbury Tales is almost identical to the Bible. I think I read it, but um, you, did, do you got um a second to explain what it was? But I'm I'm not sure if I read it. Okay. Yeah, so I haven't read it in in a, in a long time, so I would be doing a disservice if I tried to explain it right now. Mm-hmm. But what um, but what it does do is it shows you a number of parties, right? In terms of handling situations and the way situations are handled should be handled. But it, it like every story and every parable that you have read in the Bible, the Canterbury Tales will do the exact same thing. Right. There, there, there's a martyr to a cause. There is a Moses. There's a Jesus. Right. There's a, a, for every person that there is in the Bible, the Canterbury Tales does the exact same thing. Right. So it, it literally could be your Bible. Hmm. Indeed. <clears throat> so, but yeah, bro. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know, bro. Um, yeah, I. Um, so I know I'm, 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 I'm just in the middle. Yes, sir. And we are at the 19-minute mark of the universe. Um, we're going to end early. and let the church out early tonight, brother. I'll let you get some uh, much-needed rest. I would, not, I would not say that this was early, bro. We got started super late. Yeah, so, had a little technical difficulty with yeah. that. So, and I don't even know what tomorrow is going to bring. Mm-hmm. Because of um, discovering where we are with te- technical difficulties, I don't know if it's going to be explained by tomorrow. Right. Um, so if we have to make the necessary adjustments that we made tonight, it's going to be different because yes, sir, you will have to be sending me text messages, so I don't need to look out for that because the invitation is not coming through. Right. And I'm not sure what's causing that. And me either. But um, we can find a better platform, more reliable platform. 
Um, any last words, brother? No, bro. You know, I, I, I would um, joke with you and say that the white man is a devil. Because <laughs> uh, <yeah. coughs> that's what you used to tell me all the time. And that uh, you can blame the white man for everything that's, that's happening. Everything that is going on in the world is... Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, it, it, the white man is surely the cause of it. Mm. Um. Uh, while I um, disagree and don't disagree, um, I understand the validity of that from a perspective. Yes, sir. So, I don't know. So, at, at the end of the day, bro, um, you're always asking me um, what's the solution, what's the change, and I've always pushed back because I don't like simple solutions. I don't like simple, okay, yeah, this has happened for hundreds of years, but here's a simple solution. I don't like that ideology at right. all, but um, I do appreciate you looking for a solution, and I think the solution is a, is an ongoing process. I think um, uh, a part of the solution is, is kind of what we're doing now. I think it's part of the work. Um, but you know, I'm not getting paid. I don't think you're getting paid anything. We're no. just having we're just having a conversation, right? And if this conversation helps um, someone, anyone in the future, regardless of what they're going through, regardless of what they're hearing, um, then um, I think this is a part of the solution. Yes, sir. I um. Keeping an open mind with attorney Malik Shabazz on that note. Um, I'm going to read the book and uh, comment as I see fit. Okay. And and bring it to the podcast and I'll respond to that accurately. Yes, sir. Yeah. And on that note, we are departing, uh, deplaning from this mothership tonight and inshallah we'll be back tomorrow night to take over the world inshallah peace to the universe peace to the God